is Gary McCance, the producer and host, and thank you for joining. I'd like to acknowledge God and our listeners. My guest tonight is Olivia Arnold, the author of Believing in God's Promises, 30-Day Self-Guided Reflection Journal with Scriptures, and her new book, Becoming Unmasked. Olivia, welcome to Challenges of Faith radio program. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Hey, it's an honor having you on. I was, uh, and the listeners who have followed the program, I was kind of, uh, today, out of New York, the, uh, they were doing an up, uh, kind of like a uh, cleanup with the studio. And I had this music all planned to start at this time, and somehow another didn't start. But it's okay. It started right on time so that we can continue our interview. Amen. Olivia, first and foremost, how are you and loved ones? I am doing well. I am doing well. I'm here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, we have entered into what feels like a fall winter <laughs> so far, but um, overall, well, I'm breathing. The the sun isn't out, but I, I I certainly know the sun, and so that is all I need, and that's all that matters. Um, and how are you? Good, good. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a beautiful day. Sun is shining, not only on the outside, but also on the inside of me. And you couldn't ask for no more than that. That's right. Olivia, what were your aspirations while growing up? Wow, while growing up, um, I really aspired um, as a child to make a difference and to make a change. I was uh, one of those children that uh, I kind of saw very vividly and vibrantly. And so uh, we, I, I often was in environments where I, I knew that there was something more. And so I would love, I always love to add into environment. I used to, as a child, uh, I used to, we used to have assemblies. I don't know if you remember those, right? I feel mm-hmm. kind of old because yeah. I haven't heard word in a long time. But <laughs> we used to have assemblies. <laughs> and uh, they would have this program in. And I would say, I would, I, I would say to the teacher, I would be, I'm about seven at this point, and I would say, uh, yeah, this is kind of boring, but if you if you allow me to add something, and I really think that I could evoke a little bit more emotion, it would let me do it. And so I love to uh, <laughs> produce different things, and uh, I loved, I was always the person uh, to help anytime someone new would come in, and I would, I would uh, say, hey, you can hang with us, because, you know, they didn't seem to fit in. And so I've always been one of those individuals to uh, – tried to bring forth unity. So it was always an aspiration to bring unity. Um, and also, I, I was a singer. I love singing. I love writing. And so as a child, I wrote. And here I am today now, an author. Hey, praise God. You have a powerful background. <laughs> hey, those aspirations coming true. What were your yes. fields of study while you were in college? And why those particular fields? Yeah, so... It's very funny, you know. God is, is interesting. I never, I always thought I would go to fashion school, and I actually did go to fashion school for a little while, um, as well. Um, anything creative that was me. Um, but when I could not go to art school uh, or complete the fashion school, I went to school for graphic design. I said, well, let me get the next best thing. Um, and so I went to school for graphic design um, or website development, and got an associate's in that. 
Um, I just felt like kind of like that was where I was being pulled and um, then ended up going back and getting a, 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 a bachelor's in project management business administration um, because I knew I had the capacity to manage things. And um, um, then I went back and got a, a degree in, um, in, in marketing. And so um, marketing was one of those things that I felt like it would – uh, be the combination of all the degrees. I could tie them all together. I could marry them some kind of way. And uh, most, while most people don't use their degrees, why well, I didn't use my degrees in corporate America while I was there, I managed to use them all now. So in my business, I currently <laughs> use all of them. <laughs> I use mm-hmm. every one of them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So before Brent sit out on your own, you started through practical foundational experiences in banking, email, and social engagement operations, onboarding, marketing, and communication, like you just alluded to as it relates to marrying that practical knowledge, now incorporating it to your business. How did those roles prepare you for your future and your business? Uh, honestly, I think those roles gave me the business acumen. Um, I didn't grow. I, I wasn't. I didn't grow up around you know families that was extraordinarily professional, like in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Um, came from a great background, but they were not in the corporate world, and so um, no one, nor did anyone, have their own business. And so I really believe that my background in baking really facilitated um, the understanding and knowledge of of, of of producing what you see today as a person who understands business who understands how, um, how to develop contracts and how to manage projects. One of my my last positions in corporate America was actually project management. Um, and so now, you know, in my current, and in, in what I do now in my, on my own business, I, I manage plenty of projects for many clients. And so I really think that it prepared me um, in, a, in a place where I could create uh, an experience, a client experience that was very just professional. Um, in an area where, you know, area where most people are saying, you know, small businesses are not professional, um, I, I will really hold on and I pride myself in a level of professionalism um, that is a, that is that has a high standard for my clients. And so I can produce a high and better client experience for them. Wow. <clears throat> I just think it all started with your aspirations. You branched out. You pursued that which you knew you needed to pursue without – seeing the future, but letting God take hold of your future to develop you so that as you continue forward until today, you're able to utilize all of that knowledge and practical experience to be able to further someone else so that they could be the best that they should and ought to be. Absolutely, absolutely. And it even goes farther than that. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it goes, it, it goes farther one level to another. So I'm grateful. That's right. And again, and you gave honor to your family at the same time because, again, um, they were blessed and are blessed to maybe not have gone into the corporate world because that was the baton handed to you so that, again, you're able to show others uh, that and actually pose questions to them in terms of why they want to go into this field and that field, whether it's banking and social engagement and operations or what have you. Because you've been there. Absolutely. So, Olivia, why do you say to the client, the reader and the listeners, that their story is needed for those that are waiting for the solution 
that you're supposed to solve for them. Absolutely. So within the two books that I've written, um, for Believing in God's Promises, I really believe that, that uh, it's a journal. Uh, and I feel like the journal journals always do what the word that contains is a journey. And so a journal is going to take you through a journey. Um, I provided 30 different scriptures. Now there, granted, there's over 7,000 scriptures of God's promises in, in the Bible. But this uh, particular book is curated of 30 different scriptures uh, that were near and dear to me that were helping me through my season of holding on to the promises of God. And so, you know, most people aren't going to actually go through the Bible and just get them, you know, get out the get the scriptures out. Um, and so I'm guiding them through that process so that they can hold on to the word of God. Um, now, this is a noted journal. And so as they're reading the word of God, they're speaking the word of God out into the atmosphere, which is important to me. You know, your words create a world around you. You know, your, the tongue carries life and death in it. You speak a word, it shall be established. As you begin to speak that word into the atmosphere, you're going to begin to write about that scripture and what you're believing God for and what you're believing or what you're standing on in that word and what that word is meaning to you. And so I really feel like that particular journal or book is important to keep people grounded in the word of God and to believe it. You know, God says to bring me into remembrance of my word, and he's not saying bring me into remembrance of my word because I don't remember. You know, he's saying bring me into the remembrance of my word because I want you to remember. And that's exactly what this particular book um, and journal is doing for the readers um, as a solution. Um, it is a tool of, of fighting. It's a tool and a resource to uh, to keep them edified, you know, in their seasons of waiting. And the other, my newest ebook um, and published book now, I thought it was just an ebook, but the Lord said no. Um, it's a guide that is now published on Amazon, uh, Becoming a Mask. This is really essential. It is a, it's also a tool. Um, I, I talk about in the book identifying your enemy um, because when you can identify and uncover your enemy, you understand how to fight it. You know, the enemy is really good at understanding our routine. He knows he knows us. He knows what we do, you know, what, what our triggers are, and he understands that we're his enemy. Uh, our very life, our very existence, and intercede against him and war, wage war against him. And so when we can identify our enemy, we can understand how to combat him, right? And so this particular tool is not for you to um, give a name to a discrepancy or a mental distress, and then you begin to hide behind it. Most people do know it's meant for you to identify it and then to overcome. Um, and so that's what this particular uh, book is, is teaching my those readers as a solution is, listen, this ident uh, identity uh, issues through imposter syndrome is a real thing. And if you're uh, not stepping out because of a lack of confidence or because you feel like a fraud or because, you know, you uh, feel like maybe you're not qualified and you're dealing with the procrastination behind it and the mental warfare and, you know, comparing your people. Now, this, these are the types of characteristics that you may be dealing with. And now that you know that I'm probably dealing with this, how do I combat it? You know, what, what are some of the strategies? Um, in the book, I'm also speaking about uh, characters in the Bible who also dealt with imposter syndrome, so that those who are reading recognize this is not just a me thing, right? This is a this is a thing that happens. Gideon dealt with imposter syndrome. He thought he was the least of his tribe, his family. Moses dealt with imposter syndrome. Uh, uh, Paul even literally reentered. Well, he 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 spoke the words as well. I'm not. Um, he spoke the first law. He he spoke the words as well. 
of uh, of Gideon. He said, I'm the least of my tribe. Why would you choose me? Uh, Esther, she was also dealing with imposter syndrome, but Mordecai will told her, no, she was created for a time such as this. And so I'm giving them tools, you know, on how even these biblical people dealt with imposter syndrome and how maybe it was a place of opposition, but that opposition was really an indicator of what they were able to do and, and what was capable, what were, was in their capacity to handle. And so, yes, I think this is a solution. Um, I think these are fighting tools. These are warring tools and also mechanisms for deliverance. Um, at least the becoming a mask is I've had people reach out to me and say, man, I was in my bathroom on the floor crying because it, it helped me see that I'm not just dealing with something that is that is unknown. Of. This is, I'm hurt and I'm seen. Praise God. <clears throat> and listeners, you know, what Olivia was sharing, you know, we can uh, identify because if you only knew how and why we've tried to, to get this message that Olivia is sharing with you all this evening out, and the trials in order to bring us forth, but through God's faithfulness and keeping the promise of his word that I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me, we relied on him to make sure that whatever you're going to reach, that understand that you had a spiritual enemy trying to ensure that you don't hear what Olivia is saying, as well as whatever two-leg enemy that, enemy that may surround you who may not want to to go forward and be the best in your life. Olivia, let's turn to your company, Emerge Consulting. What challenges mm-hmm. happen in your professional sojourn leading to the formation of Emerge Consulting, and what are the aims and goals of Emerge Consulting? Absolutely. So leading up to me actually coming up with Emerge Consulting, um, the overhead of my business is actually always called Creative in His Image. So that's the overhead um, and I, I really took that from I'm not just created in the image of God, I'm creative in his image. Um, but there were definitely some trials into coming and changing the name until he merged, right? And so I was actually in corporate America for about 10 plus years. And um, I, I remember sitting at my desk um, you, as I was getting to the Lord, and he was saying that there was more for me. He said, I have more for you, and this, guess what? You're also going to be laid off from your job. And I said, wow, okay. Um, amen. And in that moment, I was so childlike, and I was excited. <laughs> I was childlike, and I was excited about being laid off because I knew that I couldn't. I knew that the, the grace had run out for the, I had run my course, you know, in that particular industry. I was in banking. Um, and I was a project manager, gotten all my degrees while I was working there. But he said, listen, I have something greater, and I felt it. Everything in my body knew what I sensed it. I could, I could feel it. I could see it. I could hear it. I didn't know all of what it was. He didn't tell me every step, but I knew it was great. And so when uh, about a year later, we all we all meet, and the company, people are like, why are we meeting? And I said, because well, we all getting laid off. And they thought I was joking, but we went into the meeting, and that's what was going on. We were being laid off. But the funny thing is is that I was the only person that ended up being laid off because everybody else took a – they ended up creating a position for everybody else. A few people didn't take it, but uh, they ended up going to different departments. But I ended up being the only person. So God orchestrated that moment so I can be catapulted into my destiny. So my layoff really pushed me into purpose, uh, which was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they they came back later on and said, do you not want a job? I said, no, because the Lord told me no. <laughs> and granted, I didn't know what that was ushering. What that ushered me into was I ended up going through a season where I lost everything, right? I lost everything. Mm-hmm. Well, what I thought was everything, right? I'll say that. I lost some material things, but losing material things isn't everything. I didn't lose my confidence, and I didn't lose my faith. However, I was tried. 
And I remember having to move out of my apartment. I had a pastor at the time. She was a prophet. She said, hey, you're, you're going to move back home with your parents. And I said, no, I'm not. But I ended up moving back home with them anyway. Um, and I remember I used to go on these different walks. And as I was going on walks, I would just think about the process of identity that I had struggled with my entire life. God has freed me from some places. Um, he has pulled me out of some um, some, some low pits and into, you know, a, a greater and better place. He moved me out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And I remember I would think about that on these walks and think about the situation that I was in when I was had moving, you know, at 35, living with my, my parents. And I was like, man, I thought that was just the worst thing in the world, but it wasn't. And so I was on these walks and I used to see butterflies every single time. And God speaks multiple multitude of ways, right? Um, I would see butterflies and I yeah, and I, I would say, God, I said, where are these butterflies that I keep seeing? I did, they, they would literally run into my face. And I'm like, this is weird, but you know what? This has to be God. And so I, Holy Spirit said, look it up. I want you to look up the definition of butterflies. Like, just look up what they, the process of them. Look up what happens. And I kept running into the, that they represent resurrection, right? And I also came into that they also represent emergence. When they come out of that shell, out of the cocoon, they mm-hmm. emerge into something beautiful. And so I took that and I put that into my business model of me helping people that seemed like they were dead, uh, that the situation seemed dead, their purpose seemed dead, their them as being a solution and an answer and the earth seemed dead because of the trauma and the issues and the circumstances that they were beginning to deal with. And I said, no, I'm going to help them become emerged. I'm going to emerge their ideas. What was tried, what tried to die in their womb is not going to be death. It's going to be life, and we're going to give birth to those ideas. We're going to give birth to those brands because God needs them. He needs them as, to be solutions to begin to draw people back to Christ and also to advance the kingdom of God ahead. And so that's what I did. And for me, those mm-hmm. are the aims and goals of my business, Emerge Consulting, is to help emerge people. Like those, when you talk about, and is, uh, is, is it Ezekiel 47? Not Ezekiel 47, um, the dry bones where the dry bones live, or might be 44, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. where, the, where the dead bones live. We're we taking those things that thought that you thought were dead because you, you didn't speak life over them, and we're going to bring them to life. Right, we're going to bring them mm-hmm. to life. And so I, I resonated with my particular situation at how what the enemy thought was going to shatter me and break me. God used it for the good, and now I became the evidence. I became the proof that listen, my story, the things that you know the enemy tried to use as a kid, and my identity, and me losing my job, and all those things. Now I use that to show y'all that if God did it for me, He can do it for you, and I'm going to use this in my business. And so those became the aims and goals. Um, for Emerge Consulting, and, and it's how I live my it's how I live my life, and it's how I live in my ministry, and it's how I build my business. Praise God! You know, I was listening to you, and um, and it remind me a lot of times I may share with uh, that. Uh, you know, it's easy to tell the uh, congregation to walk by faith if you have not truly walked by faith, and I say that to say using the example when the Lord allowed you to know that, hey, you're going to be laid on, you know, you could have, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian and so forth. You could have uh, taken when the reality was, was was faced with you, meaning that when they came and told you, now you're really going to be laid off, even though God told you. You could have taken a, a, a squeegee, as a result of all the tears flowing out of your eyeballs, you know, if your mind, if your faith truly wasn't in him. But what you are sharing is how that 
based upon what was told to you and what happened thereafter lead you to where you are today, that you had to go through that trial. And just like you shared for those listeners who may be where you've been, uh, having to lose it all or, or return home from the home in which they came from to put that pride aside. Olivia, why is it important to trust God when you become impatient? That when you come in, become impatient because one, I think it, I think one thing it does is, is prove to God that you know that He's Lord and that you know that He's sovereign, and that you know when I, I the Bible, you know, in Galatians it talks about us being long suffering. Long five, Galatians five, one of the fruits of the Spirit is long suffering, and so therefore, you know, I I can understand that if if God knew that. Uh, long suffering was a character that I needed to develop, a trait that I needed to develop um, to walk in the form and, and to walk in a form of God, not just look like you're walking in the form of godliness, but actually walking in the form of godliness. Then I know that He already has already orchestrated every other step along the way. That He knew that He said, "I'm going to give. I want you to understand what it's like to have to to have forbearance. I, I want you to understand what it's like to be patient." Um, and to go through this with me because on the other side of this affliction, there's actually glory. And so that tells me that he already knew that I would deal with the situation. And so I can trust him that he's going to get me through it, you know, even when I don't want to. I, I can't – I'm not going to say I'm perfect, right? I, I, I Sometimes I didn't wait well. So I, I, I didn't. You know, I've allowed – there were moments where I was very depressed, you know, um, almost, there was a moment even when I was almost suicidal, if I can be honest, if I can say that online. Um, but even in that oh. moment, I allowed, I allowed the word that was already in me to come up and to bring back to my, mem- my, 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 my remembrance of who God is and how good he is and what he's already gotten me through, right? And so when the enemy came with me, I took captive those thoughts. I cast them down and said, no, 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 we're not. And I continued to trust in my God despite the waiting. And guess what? I had to still wait after that. But I, I, even as God got me through that moment, I trusted that if he got me through that moment, right, as I'm looking at a pill bottle and the enemy's telling me how it's going to feel and how it's going to taste and how quickly it's going to happen and what's going to happen, and I, I'm not a doctor. I couldn't have known. I trusted God in that moment. He got me through it. And I knew if he could get me through that, then he can get me through every other moment. And so it was, he was worth being waited for. Mm-hmm. That's right. The, um, <clears throat> that's why... Uh, Challenges of Faith radio program was formed is so that brethren like yourself could come on and share where you've been, where you are, and how God how God has taken you from where you were to where you are now, but for His glory, while others are edified and your faith continues to be strengthened. What are you able to teach your clients and potential clients as relates to this? In relation yes. to business, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. um, I mm-hmm. one of the things that I, I'm able to teach my clients is um, that nothing that they do is about them. <laughs> they nothing that they do is is for them. You, if you live your life and you run your business based off of what you can get, then you might as well give it up because it's not about you. Anything that God has given us, because every good idea, every good gift, every perfect gift, and all those things are from heaven. There's a treasury in heaven that we get our business ideas from. They're just sitting up there, and he says, grab them, pull them down. I'm choosing you to birth this thing through. But it's not for you. It's for my people. 
And so I, I'm, and, and I tell them that if you're in this thing just for what you can get, then you need to shift your motive. That's one thing I'm teaching them. I, and, and, and although, yes, I'm all about branding, I'm all about brand identity, I'm all about building confidence and teaching them how to be confident and bold um, and walking the assignments out that God has given them. And I'm also teaching them how to, how to be strategic, teaching them how, who their clients are, who their people are, who their story is for, and, and telling their story in a way that is that evokes their clients or their audience in a way that says, hey, this is she's an expert at this. My main goal and my main initiative is, listen, this is all for this is all for the glory of God that we commit our works to Him. And so there have been moments, and I have to tell, I always tell these share these stories. I'm very transparent with my clients. I tell them I've I've launched things. I've launched because I do I you know I do branding. I do website development. I do logos and and graphics and all those things. The other side of my business is coaching. Um, but I'm also teaching in social and emotional intelligence um, and, and helping them. There's like a deliverance aspect to my business because I'm helping them get through the things and stopping them from, you know, starting. Um, I teach them, hey, when, when I first started doing workshops, I would have one person show up. Guess what? I still did it anyway. Why? Because I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm not after a, a main audience. God, if God was, if he could be great enough to go after the one, why can't I? Why can't I? Because that we're in an audience of one. Even if they didn't show up, show up anyway because I'm in an audience of one. You don't do any of this thing for anybody. You don't do this for applause. You don't do this for notoriety. You don't do this for validation. We've been validated. We've all been stamped with the approval of God according to Ephesians 2 and 10. You do this for him, and you do this because you love him and you love his people. And so those are some of the main things that I'm teaching. And I know foundationally everybody isn't a Christian. I understand that. But I can still teach that principle because either way, it works. Either way, it works. That's right. You know, listeners, um, what I love about how God has done Olivia and I today is that, um, and, and it mirrors what you just shared, is even though, and Olivia would know, but even though I I had um, um, something else that society would say, hey, what Olivia has to say, you need to hear what these people have to say. Let me tell you all something. If you follow my sojourn, God's business is first. And you can talk about it through your lips or you can show it through your shoe leather, making sure they both match. And guess what? That's why Olivia and I are here sharing with you so that you understand, just like she just said, if one person showed up, it's about God's business. And she's sharing unselfishly because when God calls her name or my name or your name, if you are a believer from this perspective, you got to give an account, and your motives are going to be shown there on what your true intent was and is. Olivia, how can listeners shop with Emerge Liz? Um, how can they shop? Because you have a shop yes. as well. Where the, all right. I do. I do. I do. I do. Um, and so I um, also, I, you know, I, I create prophetic tees and, and T-shirts and those types of things um, that people, that those audience can order. 
um, different teas, you know, that proclaim your faith, proclaim what you believe. Um, you can also shop my courses and my ebooks and those at www.emergewithlive.com slash shop. Um, you can go on there and, you know, you can check out the actual store and get some merch, um, or you can check out one of the books of sort um, and, and, and see what's for you, you know. And if you if you say, hey, you know what, I want some coaching or I need a consultant because I a consultation of sorts, um, you can reach out to me there as well. Um, I do I do our consultation strategy sessions, but I also do fire starter sessions where I'm like, listen, when you connect to me, you're going to get started. There's a fire that's going to start brewing. I am going to be your that's Mary right. to your Elizabeth. Your baby is going to jump, okay, when you get to me. And so um, you can also do that on their website there. That's right. So, <clears throat> Olivia, <clears throat> I know you alluded to workshops. What is leadership coaching and digital empowerment, and what type of resources do you offer at the workshops? Yeah, so uh, the workshops I use are really uh, to ignite uh, the confidence in those who are leaders, um, and so they're really they're, they're really more so personal development courses. Um, some of them. Some of them are also how-to courses, meaning I'm teaching you how to do something that I do. For instance, I recently did a, a workshop called Constant Ignited. Um, it was a two-hour, two-day, uh, I'm sorry, it was a two-hour course class that uh, helps those who were, who are who have digital ministries and are very visible on business or looking to be more visible um, digitally, I'm sorry, um, teaching them how to develop content, teaching them how to recycle content, teaching them how to um, create workshops and books and those types of things out of the content that they have. I want people to know um, that they are subject matter experts and that huge because um, if you don't have the confidence to show people or tell people who you are, then you won't get seen. And it's not a matter of you um, exalting yourself. It's, a, it's just a matter of you actually stepping out to do what God says to do. Um, in a way that is showing that you, hey, I, he called me to this, he told me to do this. We never want to give ourselves a platform, but if you know that God has said, yes, do this, I'm building and teaching leaders um, how to use their gifting and how to uh, take what their wisdom is, their knowledge, and their experiences and put it in content form. Um, the other types of workshops that I offer help build the confidence in leaders and, and just who they are. Um, I'm, I'm providing activations. I'm giving them strategies, um, and I'm building them, you know, prophetically and apostolically in a way um, that they that they know. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna move in it because a lot of things, a lot of times, the hindrances um, are the comparison. It's the I don't know where to get started. It's the imposter syndrome. It's the fear. It's the it's the I, I'm looking at everybody else and I don't recognize what I have in my own two hands. Um, and so therefore I'm going to bury it. And so I'm really pulling those things out of those who are leaders, even if they aren't like in a in a bad place, but they just don't know how to get to the next place. I'm also in in those workshops. I'm acting as a bridge to get them from one place into the next. How do you go about to unmuzzle women? <laughs> um, so, you know, I actually have uh, multiple ways that I go through unmuzzling. Um, if, if I'm doing a personal session, um, one of the things I really want to do is pour life into these women. I want them to understand what the power of voice does. 
Um, I think a lot of people don't recognize that voice is really the activation and the catalyst for every atmosphere. When you begin to speak a thing, the worst is when we speak a thing, we see it established. And so I want, I really want to acknowledge the fact that every person has something to say, that every voice is, is different. There's no sound in a voice. Even though you might say, oh, you sound like your mom, guess what? There's no two pitches that are the same, not one. And so your voice begins to activate something. So when I'm in these coaching sessions with them, I'm giving them I'm giving them different um, um, to do. I'm also telling them, hey, you're going to go live. And I'm pushing them out there, you know, where they might have been standing at the edge of that cliff wondering if they're going to jump. No, you're going to jump, and we're going to jump together. And so I, I do that. Another activation that I use is telling them to write because write at a voice is not just in, you know, you actually verbally speaking. It's also in your writing. People can hear the tone. They can hear the cadence in your writing. And so I'm helping them birth books um, as well. And I'm also helping them birth programs. You know, everything that you've been through, your experience, your wisdom, your knowledge literally can be found in what you begin to create. Um, and so I'm helping them birth those things as well. Um, but a lot of it's in action. I, I did a, a actual workshop last year with a friend of mine, a partner of mine in the company. Um, we did a, it was an event called Identity Unlocked. And so um, part of that unleveling is also teaching them about their, the foundation of their identity. Um, if my father spoke out in the earth and began to create something, he knew that it, how important his voice was, then I'm going to teach you your identity so you recognize that I can speak out in the earth as well. And so a part of those activities is also I do something really fun called the catwalk. <laughs> and so um, I'm literally telling the y'all to literally pushing these women to walk boldly, walk boldly, because really mm-hmm. when you are unmuzzled, there has to be a confidence behind it. There has to be a confidence mm-hmm. behind knowing that I have something to say. There has to be a confidence behind knowing that what I have to say is valuable and it's, and it's worthy to be heard and there's an audience literally called to the sound of my voice. But you have to be confident first in who you are. And if you're not, you know, the enemy's going to keep putting his hand over your mouth. Like I don't know if you followed the Hebraic calendar, but um, this, we're literally mm-hmm. in the decade of which is the mouth. And at the beginning of this decade, our mouths were covered, right, by masks. And so I'm telling y'all, listen, everything is activated by your your mouth. And and it'll be scared right now. The more we speak, the more the more he recognizes that we're against what he's doing. And so those are just a few of the activities that I do for women. All right. And the activities that you do for the ladies also help the men that may be in their lives or the ones that may come into their lives. Olivia, yes. you have a podcast and a blog. Share with us about both. Yeah, so um, the, the actual blog um, is I, I, I don't do it as often as frequently. Uh, it's really I'm really doing that um, by, by way of the Holy Spirit because I'm speaking more prophetically on the blog. Um, than anything, and so whenever I'm given a word to release, um, I'll release it there. Sometimes I release it, or I'll release it online. Um, the actual uh, podcast is a video podcast. We're actually getting ready to start back up this this upcoming uh, the 16th. Um, on and that we're we're going to be interviewing someone named Ron, uh, Rhoda, um, and she is out of Texas. We're going to be talking about how imposter syndrome affects your finances. Um, but that particular podcast was always built off the foundation of of testimony, um, because I really do believe that uh, we all overcome by the word of the testimony, and that was that was mm-hmm. the proclamation of Jesus, right? And so there it is, of ours. And so when we give a testimony, people know what it's like to get to the other side. And so I, I thought that was very important 
Um, I started podcasting probably back in 2018. It was it was called something else then, but then I restarted it as a bolder woman speaks um, because I wanted those in, uh, that were connected to this part because it, that bolder woman is actually a part of the ministry portion of what I do. I wanted them to recognize what it looks like to get to the other side of a thing that they're not on the island by themselves. Because sometimes the enemy, one of the, his tactic is to make it, I hate to, I really don't like to talk about him and give him no credit, but this is just kind of where we are. Um, we we like to think that we're isolated and we're not. And so I, I, I really believe that when someone can hear that, you know, I got through it, that this is what it looked like, this was my process, and this is how God used it, and now I'm the evidence, I'm the proof of his goodness then that that will help bring them on the other side of the bridge. That will help bring them deliverance. That will help shift their perspective in their situation. Because a lot of people cannot, they can't truly move through um, to the next place if they if their, shift, if their perspective hasn't shifted. They'll always continue looking back. And it won't be salt of the earth. It'll be just muddy, filthy, dirty, raggedy salt that you've turned into because you're looking at all the things behind you and not looking ahead. And so I feel like testimony is important. Um, and that and that's where uh, a bolder woman speaks. The podcast slash video video show was actually produced and birthed. How can listeners purchase your book and tune in to your upcoming podcast? Absolutely. Uh, so the book, uh, both the both the ebook, the virtual side of the books are available on emergewithlive.com or they're also available on uh, Amazon. You just got to type them in, and they're, they're both there. Um, you can listen to our, the, the actual podcast. If you want to watch it live with us, we'll, we're on YouTube. Um, you can look up Emerge with Live, or you can join us on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Olivia Arnold, or you can find A Boulder Woman. Um, it is a group. We have a community there. You can join the community. Uh, but then uh, within 24 hours, we do put the actual uh audio portion uh, on on Spotify, um, on Amazon. And so any any place that you hear podcasts, we're also there as well. Um, and so you'll be able to tune in, just put in a Boulder Woman Speaks, and you'll find it. Olivia, any final words for the listeners? Um, honestly, I, if I was to leave any final words, um, my final words would just say to get up. Get up. Um, there There's a work to do for the kids. And uh, there's, there's inspiration, there's creativity that God has placed on the inside of you. And despite the circumstances, uh, those things are not predicated off of your future, but rather your future is predicated off of those things. Anything that you have gone through, anything that you have experienced should be, any opposition should be an identifier. It should be uh, what is an indicator to you that there is something great on the inside of you. So get up. And get up, and as you go, and as you go, and you move forward, you'll be healed of those things, and you'll become the evidence. So um, I think those are my lasting words, and I pray that all those who have listened would be blessed by them um, and will move forward. And if, if, if there's anything anyone needs that I can help with, I'm here. Praise God. Olivia, thank you for taking the time out of your precious schedule to uh, come on Challenges of Faith radio program and share what God has done in your life what he's doing in your life, and what you know he will do without knowing, but just simply obeying so that others can, in fact, get up and be that woman or man of God that he's called them to be for such a time as this in their life. Come back anytime you so desire. So much, and thank you so much, Gary, for having me. This was amazing. 
it was an honor to have you on. Yes, I'm always